Hi, it's Bruce T here with another podcast. This podcast is based on Mark 1, 1 to 8, and it's talking about the preparation for Jesus' birth, and it focuses on John the Baptist. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. From Malachi 3.1 The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. From Isaiah 40 verse 3 John came baptising in the wilderness and preaching the baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. All the country of Judea and all those of Jerusalem went out to him. They were baptised by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the throng of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and loosen. I baptise you in water, but he will baptise you in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when we go out to an event, maybe a rugby match or something like this, the organisers put on something before the main event. It could be a schoolboy rugby match, or it could be something like if you go to a, a concert or something, it could be the group who plays before the main group, the one that you really want to go out to see. So it needs to focus your attention. You get a sense of anticipation. You're waiting for this. You might have booked the tickets long ago. You need to get in the right mood. The app there is to get you ready, seated and waiting for more. In the case of the preparation before Jesus came, the Bible predicts in Isaiah 43, the voice of one who calls out, prepare the way of Yahweh in the wilderness, make a level highway in the desert for our God. And in Malachi 3.3 it says, behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant whom you declare, behold, he comes, says Yahweh. So the birth of John the Baptist was foretold. And it's described in Luke 1, 5-25. And we'll take some excerpts from the story from the World English Bible. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. He had a wife of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, but they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. Now while he executed the priest's office before God, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, because your request has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine, nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children as it says in Malachi 4.6, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just.
So John the Baptist was there to prepare a people for the Lord. Zacharias said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. Now you will be silent until this happens. So who was John the Baptist? Well, his parents were both from the priestly line. Zacharias was actually operating in ministry at the time when the angel came and talked to them. It says that Elizabeth was barren, but both of them really wanted to have a son. And the angel said they will have a son. But they had to go through the natural process for a baby. Now, dad was dumb between the prophecy and the naming of the child. And when the child was to be named, Elizabeth said, his name is John. And they looked at Zachariah because nobody else in his family would be called John. And the custom was to name the child from the names of people in the family. But then he asked for a pad and he wrote, his name is John. And from that time on, he could speak again. Now, as Mary was a cousin of Elizabeth, John the Baptist was a relative of Jesus through his earthly mother. Now, how does God get our attention? Moses was in the desert when he saw a bush that burned. Some people call it a burning bush, whereas my pastor always says it was a bush that burned because it didn't burn and disappear in smoke and ash. And God also gets our attention through creation. He says in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The expanse shows his handiwork. Day after day they pour out speech, and night after night they display knowledge. God can also get our attention through our troubles. Who do we rely on when something bad happens? Who do we pray to? We pray to God and ask God to help in our situation. Maybe to make a way where there seems to be no way. To give us a peace, enabling us to have the peace and the words to say if actually we need to go to a trial or go to a court. And God can get our attention through a friend, through their help in times of trouble and a shoulder to maybe cry on. And through just they're able to represent Jesus by what they do and the way that they look after us. So that's how God gets our attention. And there's probably more. Now, in ancient Israel, some of the prophets were distinguished by the way they dressed. John's appearance, for instance, he dressed in camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. The camel's hair must have produced some garment that he wore, but it was rough and it was ready. In his diet, he ate locusts and wild honey. And he spent a lot of time, I believe, in the wilderness. People were attracted to him because of his message a message of repentance, a message that enabled the people to think about the law of Moses, the first five books of the Old Testament, and get back on track with their religion, the Jewish religion of that time. And it was a message of repentance, a message of preparation. He used to say, after me comes one who is greater than I. Someone existed from of old. And he baptised in water and he said, the person coming that we know is Jesus Christ, he will baptise you in the Holy Spirit to enable you to walk in the ways of God. 
So John also said, I must become less and he must become more. He was prepared to have a ministry of preparation where he pointed to Jesus. He pointed to Jesus as the lamb who came to pay the sins of the world. And he was satisfied to do that. That was his job. And I imagine when he got to heaven, he was said, well done, my good and faithful servant, because you carried out that ministry of preparation to point to Jesus. In Isaiah 52, 7 to 10, it says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, publishes peace, who brings good news, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Because when Jesus first came, he said, the sovereign Lord is upon me. And it was the start of a wonderful, miraculous time where he was able to tell the good news that God wanted to have a relationship with us. In fact, then going to the cross to pay the price of our sin, past, present and future. The hymn writer says there was no other good enough to pay the price of sin. Only he could open up the door of heaven to let us in, to make way for a relationship with God. We're very thankful of John the Baptist and his ministry and his preparation for Jesus coming as saviour of the world. And thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross of Calvary, paying our price of all our sin, and that you are raised and seated at the right-hand side of God, and you send the Holy Spirit to enable us to live this Christian life. So do you need to repent? Do you need to say sorry to God for your sins? If you do, maybe you'd repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. So if you've said this prayer, may the Lord bless you. Find a church that preaches the gospel to enable you to follow Jesus. Read the Bible. My bishop says, if you get a Bible with the words of Jesus in red, read them and read the rest of it. But start with the New Testament. So until next time, bye for now.